1: welcome
2: welcome to the haunted estate boom, boom. hello and welcome back to the haunted estate i'm blowing vape out of my microphone with selena and joel and we're your friends Yep. Adam's your friend too. Adam's your friend too! Adam's your friend too. We were away yesterday. What happened yesterday? Did not something not happen yesterday? What happened yesterday? What did we do yesterday? The dolls. The dolls. But didn't we talk that on the podcast we talked about on Monday? What that happened yesterday?
1: Well, we went to the mall.
2: Man, I'm... Oh, yeah, we, we got went wings. to the mall. We got wings. Okay, so nothing really entertaining happened. Uh, I'm trying to give you guys updates. But we literally up, We literally recorded a podcast two days ago, and I was like, let's get ahead of the game. <laughs> oh, so
1: let's re- record some stuff. Really weird. Selena and I normally record the podcast at 7, 8 p.m. It is 2.42 p.m. I'm pretty sure this is the earliest that we've ever recorded a podcast, not counting early because you stayed up late early like in the day this is the earliest we've ever recorded
2: probably gonna record two of them yeah which is gonna be cool because joel put together these episodes this Mm -hmm. week and this episode is
1: angels and demons angels and demons our first category is angels, angel encounters. And our second category is true stories of demonic possession that will make you believe in pure
2: evil. Have you ever had an angel experience?
1: Like guardian angel?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. That's what I, I've at. said this
1: story many times. The closest I realistically ever came to dying. I've had some close accidents, but the closest I really ever came to dying, my old job. Uh, I'm driving in British Columbia, Yoho Valley National Park, down like this huge hill, and it was like a snowstorm, and back tires broke, and I was like fishtailing, and I say, miraculously, by the grace of God, angel on my shoulder, like, opposed to hitting rocks or a two-kilometer drop off this mountainside, uh, it just corrected on its own.
2: Oh, my God. That was
1: the close, and I tell, that's the closest I ever came to really dying. Could you
2: imagine, like, not being able to correct? You're nowhere near home. And you just go over, like, a two-kilometer drop?
1: Huge drop. Yoho Valley National Park. Do you
2: know how so, long you'd be falling for?
1: Scary highway, man. Scary highway. You that's wouldn't... the highway that's always on highway rescue.
2: And, like, if you fell off there, though, like, how long would it be before anyone even realized you, were, you fell? Well, I was a busy highway, so, like, people would have
1: seen the accident. But I was driving the big truck, like, a f- international flatbed. Oh, Jesus. Like, one of those ones.
2: So, what happened with the back tires? Like, uh, you...
1: It just miraculously grabbed the ruts and held on and calmed down. And then Complete... you get it fixed after? No, like just, you know how you fishtail in snow?
2: Oh, I thought you meant like they broke No, bro.
1: no, like just it started fishtailing in the snow and I almost lost it.
2: With two kilometers down of a fall, you could literally call home and be like, I'm going to die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Huge drop, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I really think, you know, when I think of angels, I kind of think of spirit guides and stuff like that. And one time I did this, we should do it today. Oh. I did this meditation and it takes you to go see what your spirit guide looks like. And I have memories of this man... In my life, like, I think a spirit guide is more of an energy, but for me, like, I have someone that I, like, visually see in my head, and it's, like, a Hawaiian guy. Like, like a Samoan?
1: Like, hello? you know, kind
2: of the guy that sings Somewhere Over the Rainbow? Yeah. Like, he kind of looks like that. Like, in this, like, I did this special meditation. It was, like, a guided meditation. It, like, takes you to, like, this place. And it was, like, all so bright, bright, bright. And then there was, like, hills going up to, like, this, like, shack up here. And I, like, walked up and I opened the door and I saw, like, this guy. And he was just, like, so smiley. And I, to this day, I still think that he's my spirit guy because randomly I'll dream of him. Or if I'm going through a hard time, I'll think of him. So I'd say, like, he's kind of my angel. Selena? Mm-hmm.
1: Was it Jason Momoa?
2: no it doesn't look like jason momoa oh, at all okay. no he's like he's like a 50 year old like 300 pounds like man but he's mm. like really happy good energy kind of reminds me of the guy off the Scappy that when i was growing up that had bailey the dog he loved oh, me yeah. so much loved kids yeah he was really really great yeah. um andy andage andy Andage. yeah yeah, yeah never had
1: him. a shirt on i never saw him with a shirt his on. wife's
2: gone now too i know is that crazy yeah
1: my entire childhood never saw him with a shirt on because he loved his son tan
2: yeah and he what did he die of
1: he was an older fellow i don't know i just
2: remember age. like they moved over near Algonquin. and i Not loved him corner. so much that during recess i'd like run down to their backyard need he'd me he called me doll face like Aww. hey Dollface. oh maybe he's my little spirit guide. maybe yeah, he is maybe. um so now have you ever had any like dark demonic moments
1: i have one more angel question yes hey do you i think this is mom i don't know if this is your story or mom's story but the tree in the backyard on alexander it was cut and it was just the the stump and mom said she saw an angel come out of that
2: didn't she uh, for some reason that rings familiar it's super familiar right
1: like we're like back there remember we used to go mouse hunting yeah I what love would mouse hunting. what would we what would we have ever done with the mouse if we caught it
2: I want to keep it. <laughs>
1: a wild field mouse.
2: Every once in a while, Grandma would bring me a mouse that the cat got. But if a mouse gets caught by a cat, it gets this weird bacteria and it always dies. Yeah. But we had one that lived. Really? He lived in an aquarium on the back deck. Ah, uh, yeah, that, I might remember that. But then he got away. Yeah, I might remember that. Do you remember when we had a turtle? I do. It was a very short time. We right? used mom's cane to fish it out of Southside Park, <laughs> and it was a snapping turtle, so we couldn't even hold it. It was a wild turtle. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't bring that. Probably yeah. illegal as shit. To be that's, honest with you, that's
1: our that's our life. But yeah, no, I've had no no demonic.
2: I know, like one time, I forget what like the circumstance was of why I don't know if Adam and I were sick or fighting or something. But one time, I just like heard Adam wake up, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "I like literally." saw a demon in like my mind's eye and it was like this big ram looking thing Mm. to me when i think demons i think like a big goat (laughs) kind of like the thing i bought that's Mm. why i can call them lucifer
1: horns for some reason yeah
2: horns have you ever seen like the witch no it's okay it's a really good movie it's not scary it's just really really can we watch it (sighs) it's not scary it's it's a period piece i hate horror movies it's not horror though hey adam adam
1: He's not there. I'm on the Haunted Estate podcast and I hate horror movies. But this
2: isn't horror. You'd love it. It's a period piece set in like the 1700s.
1: You remember like two days ago when I was trying to watch that not horror horror movie and I couldn't watch it?
2: yeah every time joel watches a good scary movie he comes and he's like oh my god have you seen this movie and i'll be like yeah i saw it oh this part this part and be like yeah and then by the end of the day i find out that puss jiner over here doesn't finish the movie It's
1: scary it scares me <laughs> but
2: it wasn't even a scary movie it's like verbatim or what was it called vivarium vivarium or something like that and it's good but he's just like it's a it's, and...
1: a it's a young couple house hunting <gasps> i'm a, in a young couple who's house hunting oh <gasps> too close to home and the other one that scared me the guys that go walking in the
2: woods oh my god he talked about this movie oh scared i couldn't sleep for like a week was it called rule or something i forget anyways he watches this one movie won't stop talking about it for three days then i find out from his fiance that during the movie she he left and he was gone for a long time so she finds him in the basement laying on the floor because he was too scared
1: that's just scary shit. For up. my for my <laughs> birthday, yeah, we went out. as a
2: family to go see the second The Boy movie, and the whole time Joel's just covering his face and screaming, and my dad is just like so livid. Like it's fine to be free. I'm not picking on him, but my dad is just like Joel, what the fuck?
1: Mm-hmm. Be a man. He's like pretty genuinely pissed off. I paid for you to watch this movie, and your eyes are closed. <laughs>
2: that was so frustrating. It was literally my birthday. Mom's like, no, I want to go see the movie where the dog dies, and I'm like i will not watch animal movies because i know where they're gonna go i do not want to watch it and mom that's, was like no uh, that's how i feel about horror movies
1: well i think you're gonna love the witch <laughs> it's got to be like a psych psychological thing why some people can't stand horror movies so why can't you because some psychological thing that i don't know
2: but like what does it do to you
1: it just scares the shit out of me
2: <laughs> so like you can't sleep or... it Scares
1: the shit out of me Like, so i can't sleep? even i'm like watching the movie i gotta walk in the hallway to go to the bathroom like lights
2: on. joel you had to scared walk into, into the hallway you mean the door that's right beside your door
1: scared no if you're in the family room you gotta walk past multiple doors and a stairwell that's all dark well, and I have some, shadowy I have, something e- I
2: have something interesting to tell you
1: huh. it's just a movie yeah i know but it scares the shit out of me and it's fake too realistic man what was that movie called would they go okay i'll give you the premise everyone it's like four friends they're like hiking some trail in the forest. I'm pretty outdoorsy. Go hiking all the time. Uh, somehow they get turned around in the woods. There's like a monster thing that's chasing them and kills them.
2: I'm looking up right now, guys. And man. they
1: run into like this cult of people that like live in the woods. The but ritual. The
2: ritual. That was it, yeah.
1: Scare the hell out me. Because I've been lost in like Algonquin Park with Krista before. Like lost in the woods. It's not a good feeling. Like getting lost in the woods. Like Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> What
2: When you're, Are you freaked out now when you're in the woods Like do, do movies like ruin things for you
1: For like it scares me for a but, while But like none
2: of that shit like everyone knows that shit doesn't even happen But
1: I'll tell you one a real a well, real. I, you know
2: what I have seen some shit
1: Haven't we all That's why we're on this podcast But I have a real scary story for you Chris and I yeah, Everyone knows our wedding was postponed So we took a trip to Nova Scotia Thank you Selena And uh we hiked the skyline trail and you were like walking this trail. It's like a famous trail. There's Why like you say
2: thank you to me? I had nothing to do with that.
1: No, you gave me the time off. Oh. There's fine. like huge fencing, like a riot fencing with big gates and the gates are weighted so they automatically close. And it turns out in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, There's a coyote, but it's like a coyote-wolf hybrid. So it's in the coyote family, but it's big like a wolf. And only a few years ago, a woman from Toronto was walking there by herself, and she got eaten alive by coyotes. And other hikers, like, found her getting mauled. And then, of course, some random dude who Chris and I met on this hike is telling us this story, and that's why he was carrying bear mace. And, like, I literally had a flashlight in a backpack, and I was, like, so, like, never again... Do I ever want to be defenseless in the woods?
2: Yeah, just bring a machete and uh, AK-47. Or something like
1: some... Like, if I was a pack... At that time, if I was attacked by a pack of coyotes, <laughs> ugh, I'd have no way to defend myself. be some
2: meat for the doubt No,
1: exactly. It's like scary as hell. And that's a true account that actually happened.
2: That's terrifying. No,
1: I know. It's scary. What have you she- had one like that?
2: Mm, I remember... Getting lost in Piddock But like fully lost Like I was never going to get out of there Turned around But like it's not big enough So I feel like I was in a different dimension
1: But we were also a lot younger and kids
2: Yeah I feel like there's certain times in my life When I was younger where like The Matrix glitched Simulation I recently had a Matrix glitch But
1: Have you ever seen your neighbors bring groceries in?
2: Yeah Simulation 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 Sorry, I like you listening to myself Anyways, we should get into our readings for today So, of course, Joel went and researched his podcast So we have angel encounters to start with Which, they just, that makes me feel good
1: Nice, happy That's why we're doing
2: happy first Because we want to leave this super spooky, right?
1: <laughs> also, just so everyone knows I don't know when you'll be listening to this But we're recording it on February 2nd, 2022
2: And we just got off an important phone call And the phone call ended at 22 So it was... It was o two o two 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 two.
1: Yeah, it was 222. two twenty two number in our family. Yeah.
2: Okay, guys. So, <clears throat> when I was in my early twenties, I spent four years traveling the world. I was in South Africa, just outside of Durban, and a friend had taken me on his motorbike to his favorite waterfall. We had both been swimming, but I got cold and went to go sit on a patch of green grass. To get there, I had to step from the sand and I and sand I was on and over a log and across a bit of grass. I was walking medium speed and lifted one foot over the log when a very loud, booming, masculine voice shouted, Stop! Except the shout wasn't even heard with my ears. It was inside my head. It's hard to explain. Also, there was nobody else around except Tim and I, and he was still happily swimming. I stopped, wondering what had just happened. I still had my foot in the air above the log.
0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I looked
2: around and spotted what I thought was a leaf waving about six inches away from my big toe. It took me a second to realize that it wasn't a leaf, but a snake, a black mamba. He had his head raised and was licking the air right above my toe. He was waiting to see what my next move was going to be and he had seen me long before I saw him. I slowly backed up, and I walked away carefully, backwards to where Tim was. I have no explanation for the voice that I heard, except that it was so loud inside my head. Rather than have heard it with my ears, it came at a time that I didn't feel any danger at all. In fact, I was calm and happy. I feel it was my guardian angel who shouted at me to stop. As I would have stepped right into the snake, my guardian angel saved my life oh that's a good
1: one i think there's a lot of accounts of people hearing voices from above it's called the master's call right
2: yeah and you know what i it's not a voice i've heard that voice in my head before Mm. it was really interesting because i know sometimes like i remember on Scappy street like okay there's a couple a couple times it happened so one time i was sleeping and i had a really bad pain in my back like right here down Mm. low and it was so bad i'm like oh my god i'm so comfortable and then in, in my head it just went he's sick he's sick and I was like, "What the fuck?" So Adam and I talked about it, talked about it all day. Finally, he calls his parents to like check on them, and someone had had problems with their kidney. I don't know how deep I can go in the story; it's a long story. But like, it literally he had a problem back there. But I've had it a lot when I go to sleep. Like I remember at Lansdowne being like almost asleep, and then just heard Selena. And I'm like, "What the fuck? Have you ever had that?"
1: Uh, I even when I was a kid, you hear people say your names, but but no one's around.
2: Yeah, that's oh. it. Yeah.
1: But no one's around. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. even today in dollar... We went to the dollar store this morning, walking out of Dollarama. I could have swore you called my name behind me, but you were in front of me. I like looked back.
2: Wait, was it when we were leaving or when we were in dollar? When Dollarama? we were walking out. Okay, because I thought I heard someone say your name when we were mm. in the car aisle.
1: Hmm. Which is also possible because we live in a small town. Of it. Yeah. Uh, this story is pretty short. A mysterious voice saved this girl's life. Ooh. Mm. My sister had a similar experience. She was in a car wreck and in her 70s grocery getter car started flipping through the air. A voice loudly told her to lift her arms. She broke a bone in her hand, but she was told that doing that probably saved her life. Her hand took the, burnt of the brunt of the landing and she didn't fall on her head
2: dude someone told her to lift her arms to so see that's why herself? like i think this whole thing's a simulation oh you know what i mean it freaks me out like sometimes like i'll start like watching stuff and it fucks me up man it's so weird and i get so spooked mm. i think sorry this is really random i'm just talking about random voices and stuff like small that small diversion i want to talk about the craziest thing that happened i know i've talked about it on a podcast before but it's something that so much has affected my life so i used to work at a plant called uh, the plant like a factory called Cami when we built cars and I had my headphones in because you can listen to music there and I'd listen to like audiobooks and I was listening to like top forty this day. And then my headphones make like this weird kind of like like radio station changing noise. But like I'm listening to music and I'm I listen to the same playlist every single day. And I'm like listening, I'm like, what the heck? And I check my phone and it says that the song's playing. I'm like, okay. So then again comes interference. But then comes a voice and it's saying we've been trying to make contact with you and then it, like, talked about my past. And then it talked about, like, like alien shit that I didn't even understand. Mm. But it wasn't until that. But, like, it, it replayed three times. And I put it, like, Pam, who I worked with, I, like, gave her one of my earbuds. And she's like, that's the weirdest thing I ever heard. So, the last time it played, I was writing it down really, 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 really fast. And it said that it was going to reach out again soon. Mm-hmm. So, this was obviously, this was, like, eight years ago. It never happened again. But I remember, like, finding that piece of paper years later and just being like this is so strange so ever since then like i really do believe that something's out there like was it an extraterrestrial because that's what they said they're like we want to make contact they were talking about earth did i just tap into something weird was something sent over the speakers but like they said stuff that was personal to me and i feel insane telling the story because it sounds bananas uh, and i don't even like telling it because i'm like this is ridiculous it was probably something else but to this day it was one of the weirdest things i have ever experienced and now i feel like i'm always waiting they say that they like in the thing they's like oh we've we did this thing as a sign and i don't remember what it was but it was something that had happened huh. so now i'm like waiting on these weird nights when i like go out at three o'clock in the morning and stand on the driveway and i'm like
1: it is when something happens that seems far-fetched you don't want to talk about it because people quite often won't believe you
2: yeah and that's how that's why i don't really talk about it but Mm. like i remember is adam out there no i remember like calling adam and like him being so weirded out and then coming home and reading it to him and him and i just being like what like Mm. it was so strange Mm. Mm.
1: it is weird too like you know a lot of you've had
2: your alien experience too
1: i have i'll get into that in one sec it is a common thing you know a lot of geniuses famous people leonardo da vinci was called crazy at his time right Mm -hmm. like in even recent years if you were homosexual you were put in a insane asylum man clearly people were pieces of shit and wrong (laughs) like
2: (laughs) no it's weird how like people get looked at in certain ways like like remember i went i've seen a couple psychologists in the last couple (laughs) years but they all say such different things about me and this one guy's like yeah you're like super this this and this but then i go to this other guy who's like no medication you're an absolute genius you you remind me of bill gates like all of this weird shit that like Mm -hmm. obviously isn't true but like you like hear from one person that oh yeah (laughs) you're ill and then another person's like you're so smart Mm -hmm. and i'm like "Mm, i don't think i'm either of these i think i'm just a normal being but it was weird
1: you kind of have to take him with a grain of salt yeah
2: Yeah, but no, you had your your alien experience. I think we talked about it before.
1: I think we have talked about it. Quick recap for everyone. Also, just so everyone knows, Adam's computer desk is out there. That's why we always look. Yeah, (laughs) he's he's usually out there. He's not sitting there right now. But uh, yeah, basically driving home in the country, darkness, weird light on the ground, like coming from above. Out of a farmer's field. Out of a farmer's field in the country. uh, Comes up, of course, again, I'm going down a hill. Interesting. We
2: should go there tonight and film it. Going down a hill. I can, yeah, yeah you've had a lot gravel. of hill experience. Yeah, and my,
1: at the time, my old truck was rear wheel drive, so it's not the best. And uh, the light blinds me. I can't see brakes, skidding, slide, slam it and park, darkness.
2: So, like, the pillar of light moved and took over your whole truck.
1: Like, I'm coming down a hill. I yeah. can, like, see the whole valley. To the left of me, there's, like, a barn or a farmer's field. Mm-hmm. I think there's water in the bottom. I don't know. We can check. But anyways, there's light like sporadically moving like really fast like all over the field and it looks like it's coming from above and then it comes over to the road starts coming up the road blinds me so i can't see and then uh, after that when i went home i immediately tell my dad because i told my dad a lot of things and then zoli gave me the story on edgewood which is right there behind us when he was like 10 or 12 or something he was bicycling home and that clear as day there was like a flying saucer he says that it, You should I, you, We should have him on To tell him that I love story. having
2: dad on the show That was such a good podcast and uh-huh. It's crazy that you say that That we're all having These experiences And that road I remember looking it up And other people Had said the exact Same uh-huh. thing about it
1: Actually The night that I told dad About that Did we still live in? No I could drive So we're on Lansdown But Zoli's on the Google Immediately Because Zoli's a real Alien believer And then Uh and then there's other people that have similar situations near Embro.
2: Well, you know how it took over your truck? Maybe, like, you know how you go under anesthesia and you wake up and, like, you don't remember anything? Maybe you got, like, sucked up that day and they, like, did
1: things I was with mind. another person, too, who can vouch for the story. Who was it? Holly Hutchinson.
2: We should get a hold of her.
1: Uh, I'm not sure if I should have said her last name,
2: but Oh, that's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she married now? Probably has a different I think, last I name. I think she is Then she's not holly, like holly anymore. She well, she's still Holly, but she's not yeah. ho- Okay, guys, the next story is called, This Poster Narrowly Avoided Being Drugged. Damn. Once, I was with a small group of four, stuck in a very difficult circumstances without food. We would no doubt be rescued within 24 hours, but a lot could happen before that. One guy pulled out a box of six beautiful Belgian chocolate truffles from his jacket and offered them around chocolate i was almost reaching for one when i heard a voice inside me screaming don't touch that so i didn't they were laced with lsd we were trapped in central american conflict zone in the middle of the night nothing in my consciousness would have ever suggested to me that someone would do something so stupid under such circumstances whoa this is kind
1: of that gut feeling thing yeah again.
2: maybe our maybe our whole like gut instinct is actually like our spirit guides reaching out to us
1: i I believe trust your gut yeah i totally believe in that and do you remember like woodstock a few years ago there was the golf club and there was a kid who we know names not included that it was like a potluck lunch and he <gasps> took magic brownies and didn't tell anyone
2: dude he got charged yeah he made magic brownies and took them to a potluck yeah
1: and uh Yeah, like, people had to go to the hospital, obviously, because they had no idea and ate multiple brownies and stuff. And then he got jail time. But then, however this was, like, say he had five years to serve a two-year <laughs> sentence like you had to go there like friday saturday sunday but then was out during the week during it was weekends weird. yeah it was oh my weird. god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this next one called a guardian angel promised to make everything okay oh my god. about 20 years ago my family was getting ready to move across the country from my dad's job and my grandmother was ro- worried sick she was not elderly back then and in perfect health she was in church worried and praying we would be safe far far away Suddenly, a booming voice echoed through the whole church. I will take care of your family, echoing. She shot up, looked around, and no one else had heard it. No one. She doesn't know if it was God or her guardian angel telling her her family would be okay. Again, the booming voice thing. Multiple accounts of
2: booming voice. It's all a simulation. 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 Next one. His guardian angel provided better, but not necessarily good luck. I've never seen one, but I've always had a feeling of being watched over or protected. I've been incredibly lucky in my life. For instance, I'm epileptic, and the first time I had a grand mal seizure, as opposed to a petite mal seizure, was when I was 15. I had it in the shower one morning while getting ready for school. I hit my head on the faucet so hard that it knocked it loose, and it came away with a mild concussion. That happened several times, and each time I just barely missed serious injury. When my insurance company and pharmacy gave me the generic medication instead of the name brand that I needed, I had a seizure. This time I was driving in front of a big box real real- retailer that I work for. This place is always busy, not Walmart, and somehow I managed not to hit anyone, only a small tree. Someone dropped the ball in the ER and didn't report the accident to the DMV, so I didn't use my, lose my license. Years later, I made the mistake of driving after a few beers, and when a car stopped in the middle of making a turn, I slightly tapped them and then went to jail. I learned my lesson that I would never do it again, but the lesson could have been so much worse. There are other things, mostly small but meaningful events, that could have and should have been much worse than what they were, but things seem to work out for the best and the lessons are learned. I'm not sure I believe in God, but I do believe that something, for some reason, has protected me and now my family."
1: okay so like almost taught
2: couple things about that story
1: taught you a lesson though
2: um I think we need a little bit more hard love here if you're like you know you're having seizures so you probably shouldn't drive you're still driving and only that you're drinking and driving
1: yeah well having
2: I don't know if that's a guardian angel or you're just a lucky asshole
1: (laughs) (laughs) funny this next story is called Not Everybody Got to Have a Guardian Angel. Damn. A few months back at a family gathering, after a few glasses of wine, my mom shared this story from when she was a kid. She and a childhood friend were walking home from school one day and about to cross a country road that was normally deserted. Though they'd been warned to be careful around that road, but being kids, they never thought too much about it. On one occasion, they thought that... They, they, One occasion, she said they got to the road, and she was overcome with the sense of dread. She felt rooted to the spot, as if something was literally holding her in place. Her friends started crossing without her, and a guy in a truck happened to be speeding along, not paying attention, and ran the friend over. The girl later died in the hospital, and my mom sincerely believes that her guardian angel saved her life that day. But that makes me wonder about the other little girl. Was her angel on a smoke break
2: or something? Dude, sometimes it's just your time. Do you remember that show, Dead Like Me?
1: Not Dead Like Me, but the movie final destination
2: that yeah, but like dead like me she had just become an angel so she was literally deaf right so if oh, somebody was going to die change. they'd go and they'd help them transition mm. and there was going to be a train accident and she got the little girl to change spots with an old person so the old person died instead mm. but then the guy was like you can't do that because now her her life is going to be terrible because that's when she was supposed to go mm. like is there some grand plan that's kind of like the biggest question ever mm. you know what i mean
1: when your numbers up
2: when your numbers up your numbers up An angel in a cowboy hat provided comfort. (laughs) My experience with spiritual guardians happened this way. I was traveling west on a divided four-lane highway. There were openings for turns about every quarter mile. It was 6.30 a.m. and raining, just enough to piss you off. It was just misting, spinning. A woman T-bones me on the back driver's side fender. I spin and come to a rest in the median. All grass and mud from rain... Out of nowhere, a guy shows up at my driver's side window. He has a large cowboy hat on and he says, You're going to be okay. He holds my hand. I ask him his name and he looks away. He doesn't want to tell me. Then he says, Bill Hill. I smiled and said thank you. Another motorist who stopped called 911 and an ambulance is dispatched. When they arrive, he moves out of the way for the EMTs to get me out of the car. The car is totaled. No glass left. I get checked out, and I go home with broken ribs and a shattered kneecap. The next few days later, my mom takes me out to see the car. What a wreck. I told her to help me get some personal stuff from the car. When I looked into the back seat, there was that dude's cowboy hat. I told my mom about him, and we both proceeded to try and find him and thank him for being so kind. He never existed. We live in a small town, only a few thousand at the time. We checked with police and churches and everywhere. How did his hat get in my back seat? He wore it the whole time. He held my hand. He had the hat on when he got out of the way for the EMTs. I think he was an angel. Why would I have his hat? Wow, that's crazy. I love that story. Oh my god, I love it. Love it. Something
1: tangible to have. That's.
2: I feel like we're gonna have some experiences now because we're mm. talking so much about our guardian angels. I feel like we should like meditate later and just like.
1: I feel like also you can trust guys with cowboy hats. Yeah. Cowboy hats.
2: I feel like cowboys are good boys. Yeah.
1: You're cowboy, you're a good boy. <laughs> cowboy good boy. A helpful, that's our motto. <laughs> cowboy, good a helpful passerby saved this person from disaster. I bet he was wearing a cowboy hat. <gasps> can you imagine if the story had the same thing? <laughs> My friend and I were sitting at a traffic light very late one night and his car just stalled. He tried and tried to get it to restart, but we couldn't get it going. We jumped out to push it into a parking lot at a gas station that was next to where the car died. We were having, having trouble getting it up the incline when out of nowhere, this guy who was jogging up from the direction of the gas station, he got out <coughs> on the other side of the car and helped me push it up the incline, out of the street and into the lot. We thanked him for his help and he took off jogging. Just then, a car came speeding around the curve, blew through the intersection where the car was just a minute before. My bud and I were shocked because if that guy didn't show up when he did have, we would have been hit by the car. We turned back around to see if the guy was still there, but he was gone, just disappeared into thin air, and I truly believe he was an angel sent to protect us that night.
2: That is crazy. I have an interesting story to go with that. So I have a friend named Shelby and she had like this. She told me this story. She had a really like shitty purple old Honda Civic or Corolla or something like that. And we have this road in town. Actually, we should go down it called Critters Lane. Mm. And there's so much lore. It's like our ghost road. I've been lost in there, all that. But when you go in there, there's like low laying water. So sometimes the fog is like toothpaste and it's really muddy it's not paved it's, it's a, like
1: it's an unmaintenanced road yeah
2: so like in the winter it's fucked yeah so she went down there with friends one night they get in the car okay the car has a really hard time starting they finally get it started it's stuck in the mud it's stuck in the mud stuck in the mud they're like violently pushing through it bam the car starts moving quickly they get up they go they pull off the road they're like that was so weird they get back to the house they get out they go and they walk around the car so it's covered in mud right mm-hmm. there were little kids handprints all over the back of the car Oh. There was like ten sets of hands, like pushing children, had push pushing uh-huh. the car to help her get out of there. But like, oh, i have goosebumps right now, and I believe her because she's like a very honest person. But like, there were handprints all over her car.
1: Oh, you know Critters Lane. When I was in high school, that's where Jake Reynolds and I can't remember the other guy. They got into a bad car accident, and uh he has a steel jaw from it from the Jesus. car accident. Uh-huh.
2: Damn! I Creep. bet he could crunch through some pork chops.
1: Creepy. <laughs>
2: A strange priest healed a sick child. My dad recently told me this story, and I was just amazed. I thought you guys would like to hear it. When I was young, about three or so, I was hospitalized and near death. I had a fever that would just not break, and was passed out for most of the hospitalization. My dad, who had always been religious, wanted the hospital's priest to come and say a prayer for me. So, the priest comes to pray for me. But something's not right about the guy. He never gives his name, and he has no Bible. He says the entire prayer in Latin, and blesses me. Now my parents aren't married yet, and since the priest is there, they asked why they haven't been able to have another child. They've been trying for about a year with no luck. The priest tells them that they won't have another child until they're married. The priest leaves after that day after an hour. My fever breaks. The next day the hospital's priest comes to the room to say a prayer for me my dad is confused and tells the man that someone had already come the day before to which the man replies that no priests were on duty the day before he checked with all the hospital staff and their visitation book and everything nothing turned up no priest was in the previous day he searched for years to find this priest that prayed for me and he never found a single trace of him anywhere A month after my mom and dad got married, my mom got pregnant with my brother. So we'll never know who the mysterious man was, but I like to think he's my guardian angel. To this day, my dad has still not found any record of him, not even someone who looks like him. Someone was looking out for me that day, though. I just wish I knew who. That's
1: beautiful. I like it. You know, I'm a pretty spiritual, religious guy. And to this day, I still always drive around with a Bible in my glove box with the intention, should there be an hour of need.
2: Yeah, like say, say someone gets in a car accident in front of you and they're really religious and they just want you to, like, read the. Comfort,
1: you know, just.
2: Have you ever read the Bible?
1: Oh, yeah. The old Bible, too. I couldn't
2: make sense of it.
1: Uh, well, i really, watched the movie it's worded weird and i have a really interesting thing for you uh everyone is familiar with the story of david and goliath yeah david and goliath
2: is that a dragon and a whale
1: no it's like a giant and he takes me out with a slingshot
2: oh no i don't know that one i'm sorry it,
1: the old testament crazy basically angels from heaven mm-hmm. come to earth and have sex with regular humans and this is a sin so they're sent to hell and that's where, like, the whole hell's angels things comes oh. from, or why there's, like, demons in hell, right? They're angels that disobeyed God's orders. And the offspring, half-human, half-angel, were these, like, giant superhuman beings. And David and Goliath, Goliath is one of the offspring. Interesting.
2: Bro, that's in a book? That's from, in the uh, Old Testament. That's in the Bible? It's
1: in the Old Testament. It's like, check this book out. it's like lord of the rings it's crazy damn what the heck
2: can we have churches about this no. i was always amazed when i have like harry potter churches and stuff people were so obsessed
1: i love harry potter churches
2: <laughs> anyways guys now we've talked about you know angels and sweet stuff we of course need to now completely change the fucking game and we're gonna jump into true stories of demonic possession that will make you believe in pure evil the first story boarding school possession. oh god boarding schools are so scary I, in general do you
1: know anyone who went to a boarding school
2: no but everything anytime i've heard about a boarding school it's not a good it's not or good
1: abusive and
2: or like rapey and murdery yeah all and boys molesty and,
1: yeah just
2: i'm not saying that's everyone though <laughs> no. but like come on look at any movie
1: have you ever seen a movie <laughs>
2: <I can't. laughs>
1: I quote that all the time, eh? Like (laughs) What do you mean? Have you ever seen a movie? A movie? Uh, Come on. Like, would you believe? You know, I was like trying to find a place to get married in this one church we went to. There was no kiss. The ceremony? There's no kiss. Like, there's no you may now kiss the bride moment. Go home. Like, is it even a wedding? (laughs) Are we married? (laughs) Have you ever seen a movie? No kiss. Get out of here. Anyways, boarding school possession. One of my teachers used to work at a boarding school, and one night during a school movie night, a student left to use the restroom. And after a bit of time had gone by, my teacher went to check on her to make sure she was okay. She wasn't. She was huddled in the corner, sh- Huddled in the corner of the shower, foaming at the mouth with bloodshot eyes. What? My teacher freaked out and called a couple of others over and the chick started spewing out random incoherent things in really deep voice. Eventually, she snapped out of it and didn't remember a thing. They went to her dorm room after and I guess she had things like I heart Satan written on her bunk bed. Pretty creepy. Going back to by going back to the dorm. I meant the teacher and two other supervisors after the incident. The girl had left school.
2: Dude, that's too much. Drugs? When you're like, no, when you're young like that, you're so impressionable. And then like, you're like throwing these kids in these situations without parents. And like, like, mm, I'm going to find comfort in Satan. Oh. Goodness. Th- this next story is pretty long. Is it? this time? Sacrifice sheep to save family member. Hmm. Ooh. I am a 6'2 rather fit man. I practice a keto and can bench 240 damn my father and his brothers are pretty much as tall as i am maybe less strong due to age although oh due to age although most of them have been fighting have been in fight sorry weird grammar have been in fighting sports for a while one of my aunts is about 5'4 and weighs like 110 pounds at best there was this time when she really went crazy she would get incredibly angry and out of control at random times spitting nonsense words there would be absolutely no way I or my father or both of us would be able to get her down. This felt like DBZ y Yamaka trying to get a perfect cell into a UFC submission. She had 10 times my strength and we needed to be four of us to actually pin her down and get her to stop moving until she calms down. That was extremely scary. She could just pop off anytime and go crazy. Now, I didn't believe in the supernatural, but my grandmother, a rather traditional Moroccan woman, who was convinced that she was possessed, and honestly, it really felt like it. For those who didn't know, Morocco has a pretty big culture about the supernatural, sorcery, possession, exorcism shit, so most of the el- elders in the family firmly believe in it. Fast forward a few months later, it was getting too difficult for us to handle her. My g- uncle contacted a good friend in Morocco, who was an exorcist. The exorcist asked us to do one rather twisted thing. He asked if my aunt could cut a drip of blood into a glass of water and leave the glass somewhere in the apartment while she's sleeping, not next to her. We were reluctant, but my grandmother forced her to do it. In the morning, the glass was empty. I'm still convinced she probably just woke up at night and drank it, but the exorcist version was she's possessed by a demon, commonly known in the Muslim culture as a janan... Or a Dijin. Dijin. giving him her blood was a way for her to welcome him and calm him down temporarily and that she needs to see an exorcist ASAP now we're getting convinced that he's right seeing her often getting crazier and crazier in desperate times sometimes you just choose to believe a possible situation so at this point we decided to believe in what he said that we had to do and to go out and get proof that he was right We live in France and we decided to drive to Morocco. During the drive, I've never been as scared as I was to this day. I was sitting down behind him on the right, my father on the left, my aunt in between us. She went crazy at some point. We couldn't really hold her as she was trying to hit my uncle while driving. We almost ran into a wall. My father had to dangerously choke her until she lost some strength. Anyway, here we are in Morocco, going to this village village named Sefru, known as one of the biggest places in the country where sorcery happens. A rather creepy place, and not in a conventional creepy way. What we know of creepy or horror movies or pictures, the African creepy is on a whole different level. We get to meet the exorcist guy. He asks us to buy a sheep to sacrifice. He tells us that we should bring him the sheep's guts back, back to him for the exorcism to happen my father and uncle take care of this me i'm so fucking scared as stated earlier i didn't believe in that shit and i decided to honestly i decided to because honestly the situation called it but at this point in a freaking spooky village in the middle of morocco where we're advised to never eat anything outside or accept anything from strangers who might be trying to curse us we're everywhere and look twisted as fuck I was really losing it and couldn't wait to leave this place forever. The following day, we went to the exorcist, bringing him these guts. He puts them in a bowl and asks if we're feeling strong enough that we should stay with him as more people would make it easier to exercise my aunt. Well, I really wanted to leave, but after seeing everybody staying, I stayed as well. My aunt is laying down in front of us, next to the bowl. We're sitting down around her, holding hands, and the exorcist starts saying stuff I can't understand. It was traditional Arabic and not moroccan dialect he gets sweaty and he talks faster i see my aunt twitching in what looks like pain the light went through holy shit i think i peed my pants at this moment the exorcist screams something and my aunt screams a well as well then total silence i think the silence for for about 30 seconds but it felt like hours the exorcist assistant then comes up with a lamp and we see that both my aunt and him are passed out the bowl is on the floor the guts are next to it the guts turned black i'm having goosebumps just writing it and repicturing it the assistant urges not to touch the guts at any cost the exorcist wakes up and goes and puts some water on his face and then tells us to follow him we went to a nearby empty hill on top of it he asked us to burn the guts right there the demon is now possessing the sheep and we need to get rid of it done i have never seen my aunt showing any problem whatsoever since this day her crisis period never happened again she never went back to this angry mode and to this day it honestly still scares the crap out of me just seeing her now gives me the chills and what and the worst is her sons love me but i really have trouble staying around her because i'm genuinely scared and they obviously don't know why (laughs) bro i've been one exorcism and it wasn't like that for me but like i've seen like i've watched a lot on this stuff and it's crazy like i hate using the word crazy but it's so weird and different to see cultures like it's a culture shock man Mm. but like the way that different people do things but like man i believe things that just don't make sense to us at all yeah it's it's all about energy
1: this angry thing voices sort of sounds like a little bit of maybe alzheimer's schizophrenia But the whole sheep and guts And then she was fine though She was fine after And just gone Which Alzheimer's schizophrenia doesn't go away
2: Well and like the incredible strength I remember like learning about angel dust The drug But like honestly sometimes Even if it is mental illness Sometimes you know Exorcism real I believe that Maybe it was a demon Maybe it was mental health Maybe it was just the tension Who knows right But like that's a crazy story You've heard
1: the story before Like a woman lifts a car off her child Adrenaline Yeah like the strength
2: Yeah your brain's so much more powerful than you think
1: Yeah oh well mine's not but <laughs> um this next one you're gonna love it don't fuck around with ouija boards yep and what do you what do you think about Ouija boards
2: i have all of them i don't use them though i use them really rarely don't I fuck just, around with them i just feel like educate yourself okay it, probably that little girl named jane talking to you is not a little girl named jane it's probably some oh. demon named like <laughs>
1: Who's from Morocco? <laughs> okay. When I was 14, me and my best friend at the time got a Ouija table and decided to play with it a bit. We got into a dark room in my place, did light some candles, and started off. Another friend of ours knocked on the door as we tried to contact the spirits we let her in and resumed the third person kept mocking as we tried to get the supernatural messages when all of a sudden she passed out we thought she was joking but then she opened her eyes and started talking with a voice that wasn't hers it was damn scary but we still thought she could be playing with us
2: That was terrifying.
1: Whoa!
2: I type of Ouija boards and then the computer starts ringing.
1: I hope the podcast picked that up. It
2: did. It would have. That was really that was loud. so loud, guys. Have you heard that? That was so spooky. So... What were you reading right when that happened? <laughs> the supernatural messages. <gasps> Oh my goodness, what the
1: fuck? We sh- We thought she was joking, but then she opened her eyes and started talking with a voice that wasn't hers. It was damn scary, but we still thought she could be playing with us. Then she laughed, a horrible laughter, and started to retell stories of things that happened to me that I'd never told anyone before. The same for my best friend. Candles started flickering and the flames went a bit too high for my skeptical being not to shiver in spite of myself. My best friend ran out of the place straight to her neighbor, who was... Candomblines, mother of saint. When the woman came to my place and saw her friend, she gasped and told us to help bring the girl to peace. We did so, but not before getting some scratches by allowing her to get undressed in daylight calling to some men that were looking at us as we marched towards my holy mother's place. Once there, she locked herself in a room with the girl and told us to wait outside. I don't know what happened, but after a couple of hours, my friends came out, very tired, and didn't remember anything, after we let her in and started playing with the Ouija table. The mother of saint told us not to play with that as we can't control it and whatnot. Nowadays, I believe this friend got possessed slash impressed slash suggested that the ritual was not a ritual at all. The only intriguing thing is that the fact that she knew all those secrets about me and my best friend and it was scary for two 14-year-old girls at
2: the time. Ooh. That is spooky. That is creepy. I'm trying to look. We're running out of time. I know. Let's let's jump a few pages here. So let's just jump to creepy figure sulking around. Love it. Okay. That's my title. Creepy figure sulking around when i was roughly 18 i began seeing a taller male figure roaming around my house when i was alone oh this reminds me of what happened when i moved into this house Mm -hmm. there was this big tall Mm -hmm. almost slender man looking dude that i'd see out of the corner of my eyes every once in a while but then it was shared it was shared because i had a neighbor at the time be like hey did you see a guy
1: looking in your windows
2: and i and i was like he's like i saw i saw a really tall man like a shadow of him at night and i was like I've been seeing that too. It's so weird when it gets validated. Oh. Anyways, when I when I was roughly eighteen, I began seeing a taller male figure roaming my house when I was alone. This was a house I'd live in for several years before, without any previous occurrences that I can remember. During this time, I was experiencing one of my many long stretches with depression. I kept this visitor to myself for a long time, thinking people would ignore me. Side note: I'm not sure if it's connected. I believe it to be, however. That I did see a figure in a friend's house while visiting him for the first time. He told me that it was an active um, and it often shook things in the fridge rather hard at night, but never made any violent attacks. The first appearance it made was in my own home while I was on the computer in our living room. It casually walked by me, looking like an in-and-out-of-focus picture. I could feel the vibrations from his steps through the floorboards. For a moment, I had forgotten I was home alone, and I thought it to be my father. However, when I turned around, no one was there to be seen. Many other appearances occurred over the last few months within the house, and I noticed that it was at my lowest points, emotionally, that they had happened. I have ever since moved several times and continue to be plagued by nightmares nightly, and I've seen a figure that people feel is not entirely friendly, and that we need to get rid of it. We have had the house cleansed, and I've moved again to an apartment complex but I still have nightmares and I still hear noise. There we go. That is people being haunted, not places. This Whoa. house, this house, somewhere it should happen when I first moved in. I think it's just because we were new energy in the house but I don't think it is this house. It is me. <laughs>
1: mm, they're on your shoulders.
2: I just, I am a lighthouse.
1: <laughs> You're an inviting lighthouse. I'm a ghost lighthouse. It's the cute smile.
2: Hi, haunt me. <laughs> 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 Alright, well what you don't want to do it, what is there one you want to read or do you think this is cool you think we're good
1: i got one more little short one here. okay you go for it just this is a curious one his eyes were black wow hey do... wait
2: have you ever seen black eyed children have you heard about black eyed children no one okay it happened at this scabby i think you were the one to answer the door what do you don't remember this
1: <laughs> no maybe mom, mom
2: and dad weren't home for some reason the block parent sign was in the window. Was it just you and I? Yeah, it was just you and I. And there was a knock on the door and it was a little boy. And he asked to call his mom, but his eyes he, his eyes were just oh, black. Oh, no, I remember and this. And you shut the door because you were scared. And then I opened the door and there was no one there. Do you remember that?
1: No, you brought him in and they were game juice, didn't you? I hope not. Yeah, man. I swear there was a kid That knocked on our door Because that block parent thing Check our last episode We talked about that Our block parent There was a kid Who knocked on our door Because he knew The block parent thing But it was just you and I And I think he was younger than me And you gave him juice A juice box
2: maybe Do you have black eyes? <laughs> I don't know Man
1: <laughs> But he used our phone To call someone. No this was
2: different he, he he This kid scared you And he shut the door And then I ripped the door open Because I Was like worried And then they were gone
1: Huh Yeah Hmm. I do paranormal investigations with a friend and family member. We we're going to be like Ghost Hunter show on YouTube and it was gonna it was supposed to come out in May of twenty fifteen. And personally, no, I've never seen someone possess, but I know someone who has. My cousin's friend, we'll call Bob, was with a friend one night at Bob's friend's house. Oh sorry, was with a friend one night and Bob's friend was freaking out, saying they had a demon living in their house. Bob noticed the friend's eyes were black, not the white parts of their eyes, but the color part of their eyes were black. They had a really light green color They had a light green color of eyes, and Bob started freaking out and telling him that this was his friend starting to talk in a different voice, a different language, with a good accent, too. It was an English accent, and they weren't English. Then the voice got all crackly, and Bob sprinted home and hid there for the rest of the night. Days later, Bob found out his his friend had consulted with a priest and needed an exorcism. Although I don't know if this is entirely true, Bob was really freaking out and scared when he told me the story. Bro. Black eyes. Eh? That's
2: scary. That's scary. That's you never know, a good sign.
1: Just sitting here right now in this light, it sort of looks like you have
2: black eyes. Hello, no. <sighs> Can you let me in your house. <sighs> <sighs> Anyways, guys, that was the episode of Dark and Light, where we talked about angels and we talked about demons. Don't forget, if you have stories, topic ideas, or stuff you want us to read or talk about on the show, head over to thehauntedestate.com, fill out the submission form, and let us know. Also, if you like this podcast, you want it to do well, you want us to keep going up there and making it, then we want to know people are actually listening. So head over to Apple Podcasts, rate us, review us, please, please, please. We have had so much fun making this episode for you. And Joel, any advice? Thanks for watching. Guys, don't forget, if anything's going on in your life, don't make a permanent decision on temporary feelings. Everything can change overnight. It did for me. Stay spooky boo crew. Stay weird. I love you. Mwah!
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well.